It's a door. Start just in time to catch that. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce and the Yang. Hello, future people, and you are again listening to Getting Table with your host, Captain Socks. With the other Yanks. There's two of us now, George. Two. Not yes, I know. I know. Life is busy, like doors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and but course, George the is the Yank that, that doesn't that matter, so he doesn't get mentioned. Okay, I like that idea, Bruce. I, I said it earlier, you know, you guys were doing the run sheet and everything, and I, was, I said, well, I'm going to contribute by just doing it on the fly like I always do, and <laughs> no, no, yes, no. Can yes. you do up your fly, please? Don't take it down. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, sorry about being a, a week late here, uh, but real life happened. So we're recording this and going to talk about the possibility of recording next week to get back caught up on schedule and everything and, and do the makeup and everything. But but we're here in your ear. We are, yes. That, that actually worked. Did we go somewhere? Uh, not that I know of. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. Sorry, Captain Sox. Continue your thought as we talk about the 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 news. The news? No, I was just saying that un- until real life gets in the way and we have to uh, reschedule. Adulting is lame. For real. Night shift is even lamer. That is the worst. <laughs> Night shift exercises are the worst, even though I haven't had a night shift exercise yet for a while. So, oh, don't exercising during the night is the devil. Stop swearing like that, Captain Socks. I know exactly right. (laughs) Uh, Knights of Dice reveal new magnetic dungeon tile system. Yeah, so Knights of Dice are a company based out of Melbourne, which is where I'm from. Um, You guys have seen some of their terrain before. Uh, Oh, this looks pretty pretty. Yeah, they do really gorgeous. Uh, they did a lot of the Batman stuff that was really, really popular. Uh, it's now being recycled for Marvel. Uh, they've got a lot of like Pacific type Island Hut type stuff as well. Um, so this is actually something that they've been preparing to release for quite a few months. Uh, Viv finally got this out. I'm going to point something out here real quick. Yeah, the I, I clicked on the link and the prices are showing in US dollar. Yes, yes. Um, he has the website do that on purpose. Oh, so I'd still have to pay for ridiculous shipping to go from Dolphin Express? No, because there is somewhere in the US that stocks it. There's oh, also fantastic. somewhere in the UK that stocks it. I'd have to look up where that is for you. But you can actually buy it like That is kind of cool. Cause, yeah. As local as places can be in America. Yeah, well, exactly. Yes. Keeping in mind that you'd still have the fact that this was only released like a week ago, so they probably don't have it. Right, but no, I'm I'm just looking at this, and it's it's pretty pretty stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm saying it's like it's fairly pretty stuff. I'm not. I have a little bit more of a mastery of the English language, and yeah, not much. So not much. We will include links <laughs> in the run sheet, like we have been for a while now. Uh, but for those that are listening, if you are too lazy to do to go and look for those, then it's knightsofdice.com. Um, have a look through the website. The tile system's actually quite cheap. 
I mean, you're looking at 13 Aussie dollars, 13 Aussie dollars. There's one here that's 12. Uh, and he's actually been designing it as corridors and rooms. Uh, he even sells the magnets unless you want to buy them yourself. You can get them pretty cheap on eBay. Yeah, I was going to say the magnets. I could pr I could probably source those a lot cheaper on eBay. Yeah, yeah. But th those are actually fairly sizable magnets, though, too. Those aren't... They are, yes. Yeah, six by threes. Th those are big. He's doing dungeon pillars. He's got scenery, chests, barrels. Um, actually, yeah, I think I have a bunch a of those of magnets right this. now. Yeah, I kind of like those dungeon cages, too. Yeah, the dungeon but, cages are nice. But I yeah, have actually overall... seen this in person. Um... It hadn't been magnetized yet at the time that I saw it, but yeah, it, it it's gorgeous. You know, it, it's kind of funny that the Australian company making dungeon cages would be liked by an Australian who's uh, the joke's old. Will <laughs> look, I have never been in a cage in my life. It's only illegal if you get. Come on, you've seen the joke, you know, where the guy's looking at, you know, moving to Australia, and they ask, you know, if you have, a, does he have a criminal record? He's like, I didn't know that was still a requirement. Yes, I've seen the episode of The Simpsons. Uh, uh, moving on, I'm assuming you posted this one, Bruce, because you're the only person I because know that's Rumble Slam. Well, you're literally the only person I know that plays this or has interest in this. It's also by a company that we like to support. Uh, yes, this is about Rumble Slam. The 2.0 rules are finally out. We have known that this has been coming for a little while now, um, but it's been updated. Uh, there's new rules. I have not seen those new rules yet, not personally at least. Um, I believe that they will be included in the set that I receive when my TT agent stuff comes through. Um, as part of that, the halflings that I received about three months ago now, are now officially available, um, along with Mushels, which is like a Treeman wrestler type guy with mushroom muscles. You mean Groot? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Much bigger Groot. Sorry. I, 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 I know you guys are trying to stay away from the whole, like, this is not Groot, but he looked... It's Groot. You can call him whatever you want. I'm still going to call him Groot. Um, scrolling down through this, I will say this. Um, that packages up into one nice, neat little, like, carrying clay slash, you know, board. Are you talking about the new, the new ring they've designed? Uh, yes. Yeah, I 100% I want one of those. I bought one of the older versions of those and kind of stepped on it by mistake. Um, you Good can job. just buy the mats by themselves too. No, I stepped like he put his fat foot on it and broke it. Yeah, that's what I said. Good job. Oh, I thought you asked if I dropped it. Oh, I said, Good job there, Bruce. I, I do what I can. <laughs> no, I really like the only thing I could say is, is the, the compartment where they have the card stored is do, do a little something extra there so that they're contained a little nicer. Other than that, I think that's just absolutely brilliant. I mean, you got your little yeah, that's fair. your pillars, the string. You know, you can roll up and fold the mat. I don't know if I like that idea. Like, you could probably have that mat running lengthwise in that one section and put the cards in that area a little better maybe. But I, I think that's very, fairly brilliant to turn your game board into the carrying case for the game and do it neatly and nicely, especially out of the MDF. You could probably also glue the mat down if you wanted to. Yeah, but then you can't change it out when you uh, drop nacho sauce on it. True. So yeah, uh, for those that are not familiar, 
Rumble Slam, think Blood Bowl, but it's wrestling. So it, it kind of it works amazingly well. If you're not a huge fan of wrestling, it probably works even better because um, it, it really plays up on the parts of wrestling that everybody can, kind of finds funny. Uh, obviously, in world, it's obviously really happening and it's not all make-believe, but it really works. It's a lot of fun. It's got quite in-depth, the game, actually. Uh, next, uh, Privateer Press uh, reveals a new game, Warcaster. Yeah, this uh, one confused Neo me. Neo Mechanica. I really didn't see this coming. Because even when, uh, in the past, when Privateer Press have released the same ga- a, a new game, it still fit in the same universe, and it wasn't a new game. It was just an expansion to the game they already had. You're talking Horde uh, they've Yeah, and the board games they've released have still been based in the same universe as well. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you here real quick. Just just look at without reading because reading's hard, and it's late in the day, and I don't want to read. Um, it looks like it's almost partially i don't know anything about the mechanics but it looks like it's just a, almost a rehash of war machine hordes but more sci-fi actual ish it definitely yeah. is leaning closer towards the anime as opposed to the steampunk that they've been doing previously yeah. um, um i just I, the, I it just popped in my head yeah it, it it looks like they're trying to do uh infinity but with their yeah spin. yeah most pieces um, almost do look infinity sculptish sci-fi personally and this is just my personal opinion i think it looks dangerously close uh like too close they're gonna have to be very careful with that i think because those big creatures well not creatures those big mechs look a lot like tags to me um, oh yeah no they're gonna have to be very very close about those sculpts because there's some things that are very very close there um, I mean, and, and well, if you just look at the normal, like, you know, 28 mil size characters, I mean, those, uh, some of those look very close to some of the infinity stuff too. Yeah. Like the, the, pa- the first the starting, lines, the Alliance. Yeah. So, but it's interesting what, uh, privateer press, uh, the mechanics are on this, on this, uh, you know, war machine hordes, uh, very, very well-designed game. Um, one of those games where you can drop as little or as much and still play the same kind of game as you want yeah. money wise. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a game that's got a strong following too. Um, I don't know about your areas, but like over here, there's a massive Warmer Hordes community. I am very much not part of that community and never will be. Uh, we won't discuss why on this. Um, but yeah, there's there's some really nice looking stuff coming out of that. Well, there there's currently an actual like infinity, uh, not infinity, um, Worm Hordes League going at my FLGS. I have not pulled my stuff out to attempt to finish painting it and join the league because, well, I did something else. So we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, yeah. So there's also something else that's been happening this weekend, not specifically aimed at our demographic, but there has been some reveals at the New York Toy Fair again. Which I still feel weird. G Dub appearing at the Toy Fair. That seems really off to me, but I get what. Expanding the market, thus expanding sales, thus making more yeah. money. Capitalism. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, board games are already there. It's not huge in the way of board games. So they've shown off a new, a new box for Beast Grave, which to me looks 
scarily similar to one of the older factions, but they're um, there's only three of them and they're a bit bigger than the older ones. Um, they've shown off some new planes for Area Imperialis or whatever it's called, Aeronautica. Aeronautica. We have finally got a better look at Blitz Bowl, which is a mini version of Blood Bowl. Um, something called Rise of the Orcs and Crypt Hunters. So it's very much board games in this particular sense. Very board gamey. Uh, if you scroll down, look. Uh, they've got Crypt Hunters, right? Yeah, Crypt Hunters. Yes, they have Crypt Hunters. Of... Well, no, they can't. That doesn't look like Crypt, Crypt Hunters. Crypt, Crypt Hunters says Age of Sigmar, and those are very clearly uh, termies on the board there. So that would have to be Rise of Orcs. No, Crypt Hunters is the one with the hex. I'm telling you. To, oh. Okay, so there's the actual board game. That's the uh, Rise of Orcs. The next one, the further one down, that's the uh, Crypt Hunters. Ooh, that one looks really good, though, actually. That looks like fun. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with these. I mean... Yeah, it's almost like a betrayal wise, on House of the Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, board game-wise, G-Dub have a history of either doing something full-on like they have with Warcry or doing a game that's not really a game it's only there to sell models for their other games um like they did with the assassins game a couple of years ago which yeah, was true. just terrible and it was never supposed they it was just to sell stuff for 40k um or to pawn off some stuff that wasn't selling anymore um they, they really seem to have turned the corner on that and are making a bigger effort to actually make proper games again so one thing I would like to see, so and I and I know some people are going to grief and and say no, um, but these more actual like board game type things, we'll just we'll use Crypt Hunters here because that looks really cool. Um, I would like to see them do it out of a more durable type plastic, you know, that you would normally find yeah. in a board game. That's something a little more durable, a little more flexible. You know, it's not going to crack and you know and fall apart under you know drop dropping on the floor or something like that like a normal plastic oh, would. so take away from our actual hobby and do actual proper board game piece. right 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 yeah do it as an actual proper board game piece that's based off of one of their you know actual tabletop things and if someone wants to use it in their army, it's still made by GW, you know, it's fine. You know, they're not breaking GW rules, but I think, you know, a more durable game piece for a board game for the general masses. Yeah, they could definitely get, and they could definitely expand the market better with that. I mean, there seems to be this belief that, um, that if you're going to bring people into the hobby, you need to introduce it so that the hobby is always part of it. But, a lot of people come into this hobby. A lot of people came into this hobby through, um, what's the big zombie one that everybody buys all the damn time? Zombie side. Zombie side. I mean, you don't build that, but lots of people paint it and then go on to further other things. Um, right, exactly. And those are you durable. You can even drop many. the detail out of it. I mean, that would massively get hate from the general community. But if you're not aiming for that community, then you know, I could see where you're coming from. Yeah, you're going to want some kind of a nice plastic that's not going to, I mean, as we know of mini games, miniature games, we want that durable plastic that when you're moving around a, a board game box, so, so it's not going to fall apart. I mean, I have tons and tons of board games that are little wooden pieces and, and work just as fine, but I have some that are plastic that are nice durable plastics at the same time. 
what, what I think we can speak to, Bruce, and you know, I have God tier, and that's what I'm talking about. And I think we can uh, have a comparative uh, comparison when we both get our uh, super fantasy brawl. Yeah, very much so. So, so something like that. Um, I, I, I think it's cool that Games Workshop is trying to get you know more into this kind of market and showing up to these kind of events because board games they're they're a hot commodity right now i mean they are yeah. a great thing to get into it's 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 bringing socialization back into playing games which i am all yeah and, and if depending on the board game too if there's not a lot of expansions you can just buy one board game and you're, and you're good to go for the rest of your life whereas there's games out there like we know sellers Catan or others that have expansions that yeah the expansions are great but the base game by itself is is great by as, as well so board games will, will never go away yeah and there's one last reveal that g-dub did at the toy fair which when i first looked at this so i didn't even really notice this until now because i just assumed that this preview that they were showing was the same figure that we've seen already but they already have a new action figure coming but this time it's from mcfarlane toys instead of bandai that's not actually the same figure no it's not I mean, the scope looks very similar because it's the same thing. It's still a Primaris Marine, but that's going to be interesting. I hope that it's not priced. Like the other one was? Like the other one was. Well, McFarlane Toys, yeah, it's probably going to be. Look, I have no problem with collection type stuff. I mean, I, I do have a, a rather expensive Unicron that will come at some stage next year. Um, but when you're selling an $80 figure, for i think it was like 250 bucks or something it might, it might have even been more than that. well no so, that was so, just stupid so it was 80 pounds to the Not uk here, market wasn't. right well and that's the 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 price um increases that you see as you go from market to market you know like you know we get the price increase be increased because we're here in america and then you get you know, even more of a price increase because you're in Australia, you know, it's, 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 it's just part of that. I think. Yeah. It should be illegal, but that we're not, we never seem to get positive responses to our opinions. Well, it's not our fault that we we're, we're right. And most people can't understand that, you know, you know, they're not. And yeah, <laughs> actually, to be fair, the conversation I'm thinking of happened before we discussed it, but yeah, so, so. toy fair has been interesting. Uh, there is another little snippet from Toy Fair that I will just... Actually, no, stuff it. I'm going to skip ahead into it. Oh, it is actually the next thing. During Mattel's discussion, uh, I want to say today, it was either this morning or last night for you guys. I don't remember which. Um, during the New York Toy Fair, Mattel actually announced that Hot Wheels has had the biggest year in its history. And Hot Wheels is older than all of us like big time yeah and it's had the biggest year in its history for the second year in a row and is currently the number one selling toy in the world and over the last two years there's a i'm gonna say board game but it's a war game too that's been very very popular i mean i'm not saying that it's the only reason that this has happened we've all had hot wheels and matchbox type toys growing up and they still sell very well because they're cheap uh, and really easy to get into. But Gaslands has to be a big part of that. It can't be a coincidence. 
Um, I'm just now reading about this because uh, I'm looking at it for the first time. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, like here's a here's a set of rules. You know, some train pieces and stuff like that. Oh, you play with Matchbox cars and and kid them out. Wait, so I, I can go. To. I can go buy a new game piece for what is it, what are they a now? Like Three dollars? Are they still a buck? Uh, you can't get like Walmart. I can get them for that sometime. I think you can get like a five pack for five or six bucks. Gaslands originally released in two, in late 2017. Um, so 2018 was the first year that they went really, really big, which meets like right on as a release. And it's continued into 2019, which is when the expansion was. That was in September last year. I'm not saying that it's the only reason, but it has to be playing a big part. I mean, it's oh, too yeah. much of a coincidence time-wise not to be playing a big impact. Yeah, I, they I just did not specifically it. reference it because obviously they can't and won't. Just like Gaslands won't officially say that they're the toys that you use. It just roughly suggests what size they recommend, um, which just happens to be the right size. But they did m make a mention of partners. There's no official partnership there, but I don't know. I think Mich Mattel would be clever to put the feeler out, I think. Uh, as much as it's printed by an independent party, there's no real loss for either side for them to get together and go, hey, can we do something? Like, why so, not? So, so I just looked this up. Set? I just looked this up. So how much is a uh, start collecting box for, you know, anything Games Workshop? 90, 100 bucks, right? I just, Easy. I just, yeah, I was just looking at this because I'm like, wow, I'm kind of blown away at this. On eBay, you can pick up brand new a 50 car set of Hot Wheels for thirty four dollars, right there. That's yeah. that's more bang for your buck for any than any other game out there. There's massive different ways of buying them too. You can buy them in in the individual packs, and they price ranges from anywhere from a dollar to five dollars American. It just depends. The licensed ones tend to be a bit more expensive for obvious reasons. Um, there's blind bags that you can buy now with like monster trucks and stuff. Um, I actually brought one today because I'm setting myself a challenge to make something out of whatever the hell's in that bag. I haven't even opened it yet um, because, you know, that's what I need, more hobby. Um, but you can get into this really, really cheaply. Um, you need to buy a book or two books if you want the expansion as well. Uh, you can print the templates out for free you can buy them as well but you can print them for free seriously it's really really easy to get into this you can get into this at next to nothing yeah you can get a electronic version of the book for 16 17 dollars oh god and, oh no then, i can't then, pay that much yeah exactly and then like you said buy that 50 pack for and you've got a you've got an entire board game for under 50 bucks or entire miniatures game for under 50 bucks at a starter, which is pretty pretty nice deal. Yeah. I haven't actually seen the expansion yet. I mean, I've seen it discussed. I haven't, I don't own it yet, so I haven't looked at it. Um, I really need to get some games of Gaslands in. I haven't actually played it yet, but I really want to. This is the problem with my schedule being the way that it is. I just, I don't get time to do all of this stuff that I want to do. Um, let's so move on to the, the store next topic. What was looking that? Their store, looking at their store, their their Gaslands Refueled is their new version of the rulebook. 
their 2017 yes. is no longer in print. Oh, okay. So it's a replacement. Okay. So I have Correct. an old book then. So Anyways. you only have to buy one book. So yeah, I mean, Toy Fair has been interesting this year. Um, n- next on the list that we skipped over, uh, apparently if you are good at uh, computer sculpting, um, go apply at Games Workshop. They are looking for uh, a new uh, minis designer. Like quite literally, they are looking for one. They want a miniature designer. So if you're a 3D sculptor, um, yeah, Lee, if you're listening, because I know you're listening to this episode because I'm going to mention something later, uh, it might be worth throwing your eyes over at their website. I mean, is this kind of thing where like you have to, you know, be on site physically working and you're just sending data files? To, you know, d- it would be but there's not yeah i I, there's no reason why you couldn't live in the u.s and still do this for jdub or australia it depends on their company policy yeah Yeah. well if it's anything like their pricing policy yeah but they also i mean if they want you over for meetings and stuff physically then that starts getting harder and stuff i suppose but i don't know Uh, there's really no way off knowing all right captain socks so yes uh those of us in the Star Wars Legion community. Uh, <clears throat> so last month, there was a, a rumor of eight new units getting released. Well, on the 11th of this month, they had a uh, YouTube uh, and Twitch live stream where they announced four of those units off that list that they somehow leaked uh, last month. So... The Clone Wars uh, factions are getting two new units for each faction. Uh, they're getting an operative for each, and as well as Special Forces units. So uh, those of us are, are getting excited for these that play the Clone Wars factions. You guys have those links up? Yeah, I'm looking at Padme right now. She looks amazing. So yeah, Padme looks pretty nice. She's the new operative for the uh, Republic uh, Army uh, with the cape up or uh, or just the, the heavy blaster rifle that she has there, p- blaster pistol. And then Cad Bane is the uh, the other one for the Separatist army, and his and that hat is uh, can be taken off, modded on, or off, as well as his little dual pistol wield. You can't have Cad Bane without the hat. Period. I have to agree. I'm not familiar with Cad Bane. Uh, Star Wars Clone Wars animated series. Yep. That's ah, that would be why. Yeah, if you haven't seen the series, which I haven't seen very many. Uh, that's where he is introduced in the that series. Clone Wars is on that same list that Dexter and all of these other things that I haven't seen are on. And it's kind of one of those things that got to the point where it's so long that it's hard to actually get into. Yeah. So uh, let me let me put, spell it to you this way, Bruce. So Boba Fett, you know, had like six lines, one of the most popular um, characters, you know, good bounty hunter, stuff like that. Cad Bane looks makes Boba Fett look like a noob. Boba Fett is a noob. Sorry, unpopular opinion, but yeah. Boba Fett is not as good as he's made out. Yeah, he Cad gets Bane eaten by that sandworm twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cad Bane um, regularly in the animated series regularly went toe to toe with Anakin and Obi Wan. You know, like you know, didn't panic, kept his cool, and got away. All the time. Granted, yeah. it's an animated cartoon for kids mainly, so you know, no, Can't no be. death. 
So it but does yeah. actually cover some challenging stuff, from what I understand. It's not all kid. No, no. I mean, it's 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 a very well done series. Uh, some great characters in it, like Cad Bane, um, young Boba. Um, he he appears in it. Um, you find out Jabba the Hutt has a nephew. Ah, that's where that story comes from. So yeah, um, but yeah, Cad Bane. No, why do they even give the option to not put the hat on? Cad Bane wears a hat. Cad Bane has a hat. Yeah, when I, I get have to him, admit, yeah, I'll model him with the hat on there. I think he he needs that hat. Like you, you. Good man. I haven't seen a picture of him without the hat, but he looks cool with the hat. So I don't see why I wouldn't put it on. Yep. So uh, those are our two new operative units that we're getting for the. The Clone Wars factions, and then in the other link, uh, we're getting, like I said, uh, commando units or uh, special forces. Um, so the jump, the art troopers for the Clone War or the Republic, and so the stormtroopers, cool. yay! Let's all celebrate stormtroopers, yeah. yay! Well, and oh my god, these yeah. robots look amazing! Yeah, the DBX series commando droids with their shields and, and the dark sabers. So Fun fact, I was actually just, uh, I put uh, Clone Wars on the other day because it's one of those things where I can watch it and then not pay attention and then go back to watching it and still know what's going on. And I j just watched the episode where they were on the listening post and these droids showed up, took over the listening post, and their uh, Rex and Cody show up to do their inspection. And then they wind up destroying the base to alert the Republic that we don't control this anymore. You know, and yeah, these are these are really cool droids. Yeah, yeah, they've sculpted really nicely, they, and they, they don't are all really stand nice. there in the same pose anymore. Yeah, not that, and yeah, that is the one thing that they were saying. It was, it was the designers loved how they were able to, to mold these or sculpt these droids, especially with the two that are pointing their pistols through the shields. So, I'm looking forward to getting these on the table here. Oh, uh, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah, that's two of them have, have their blasters pointing through the shields. Yeah, I saw that. That looks amazing. that is really cool. You could have fun kit bashing these with the original droids. Just a thought. I don't know how much green stuff you'd need, but they can't All look that it. different. The parts look similar. They're a little beefier on these ones than the normal droids. The the legs and the arms are a little bit thicker in, in sculpt. But you could you could mess around with some green stuff, add it into it to make it work. Yeah. But yeah. There's some really good stuff coming out for that game. Thankfully, are... they haven't answered my demand, and that means I don't have. <laughs> so hopefully, uh, second quarter of this year, uh, we'll see these on the table and in stores shortly. So uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to these uh, coming out because they definitely needed some uh, an operative and some special forces for those two factions because just to get them rounded out with like the rest of the un the the Empire and the Rebellion. Yeah, sounds good. Now on to and you, in Bruce. relation to that. Yeah, exactly. So this is actually a chat. Our next article is a change in policy by Asmodi, which is the company that owns Fantasy Flight, Z-Man Games, which is not, it's a board gaming company, and Atomic Mass Games, which is where I came across this news. Um, you had also seen it discussed as well. So I'm just going to, I'm going to read slash skim through the update on their parts replacement program. And then we're going to discuss what we've been seeing on the online communities and explain why I'm being vague about that. <laughs> um, okay. 
So as of the 18th of February, as Modi have a new policy in place when it comes to replacing parts from something you've brought. So for example, I've brought, I have a box here that has Thor and Valkyrie. Uh, and let's just say I'm missing Mjolnir. Um, so that means I need to get a new part. If you're living in the US, they have a new policy where you will go back to the store that you purchased it to get your replacements, which would mean... What? Yep. It's not exactly groundbreaking, yes. Um, in the past, you could actually approach Asmodee and they would send it to you directly. Or um, Fantasy Flight directly. That's what a lot of us yeah. would do in the in the uh, Legion Armada X Wing. We would we'd go directly to Fantasy Flight. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, Gene Games Workshop do that. Um, most of the big companies are doing that. Uh, from what I can tell, this change is coming into place to help with costs, uh, which is not really super shocking. Um, but anyway, so. I'll return to it. So you return to the store where you originally purchased the game with your proof of purchase. They will be able to request a replacement copy of the game from Asmodee or from their distributor. When they receive it, you will be able to exchange it for your defective copy for the new one. So that's that, there's nothing super groundbreaking here. This is fairly standard retail policy. Um, they then touch on a few questions, like if you've brought it at a big box store, uh, if you brought it online, if you bought it directly from them, uh, what if I brought a copy from a friend, da-da-da, eBay? Um, it is worth noting, and again, this shouldn't be super brown grading, that they specifically state here that if it's a second-hand copy of the game, then it's on you to check it before you buy it. Um, that's not really new. Um, then... They go into, why are you removing the parts replacement program? And this is where the quote-unquote controversy is going to come from. Uh, basically, their wording is, with the number of quality titles in Asmodee USA's growing library, uh, maintaining an independent stock of games uh, becomes more difficult. We believe offering the customer service through the store they have purchased the game will be a better experience. Um, this new policy only affects the US. Um, they then ask, uh, the last frequently asked question is, what if you submitted a parts request before it was closed on, the February, on February 18th? And the answer to that was it will still be replaced as per usual. So both Captain Sox and I have seen a, f a few discussions that have gone in interesting directions. But before we discuss anything, George, what do you think of that? Um, this sounds like a fairly standard procedure that allows a company to use the end retailer as part of their exchange department at no cost to them. And it means they're not having to pay for multiple lots of postage. Right. Because like, oh, we'll just send it in with your other order of stuff. Or if you're going through your distributor, it'll come in with the rest of the stuff from your distributor. <sighs> yeah. So essentially uh, you George, say, I'm missing this part. Customer. You're still going to. Yeah. George as a customer bought it from my store, Bruce Incorporated. Um, and it was missing a part. So he has to terrible customer me. service there, by the way. 
Yeah, I know, right? How dare I not open the box before you get it? Um, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing super groundbreaking here, but the reason that this has gone controversial is because it's the internet. Uh, Jason, what have you been seeing? Because I'm curious to see if what you've been seeing is similar to mine. So, so people in the, the Mike communities I'm associated with have been kind of like somewhat frustrated that, I mean, they kind of understand why the, the changes are being made because companies aren't wanting to have that enormous stock of, of side items that they're going to need to be replaced, like it says in that article. But just sometimes that convenience of time, sometimes you have store owners that aren't that, that happy with you coming in and bringing defective product, but no fault to them. They didn't know, like you said, George, they didn't open the box before, or you, Bruce, they didn't open the package before someone bought it to make sure everything was in there. So it's been kind of interesting to see, hear what people are saying on just that. Le legally, th that joke, by the way, for those that don't realize, legally they're not allowed to because Correct. then they have to sell it as a secondhand copy. Correct. Um, so don't buy stuff from store believing that it's new if you can see that it's been opened. Yep. So that's what I've been seeing and hearing. The big, when I first saw this news, it was portrayed that the parts replacement program was being dropped without the rest of the article. They linked it to the article, but I'm going to choose to believe that it's not deliberate, even though I don't believe that after the discussions that I've had. Um, Either what people have been doing from the Marvel side of things is deliberately choosing to ignore the first part of that and only concentrate on the negative part, which is the fact that the parts replacement program is going, or because, I don't know, conspiracy, it's that they're just trying to get out of it. It's not our problem anymore, I suppose. Um, I understand where opinions like this come from, but when you're having these discussions and they come across like you're deliberately trying to sabotage a company, that's not a good look. Uh, I'm not going to... I realise in the show notes I actually use the word lie and that's not necessarily what's going on. But, yeah, it's... The uninformed uh, information. Yeah. I mean, when I tried, like, I basically answered that saying, actually, hang on, that's not what it says. You need to read the full article. Uh, and I touched on what we've kind of touched on here. This is fairly standard in most in most retail spaces. If you buy something that's faulty, you return it to the store. There are yeah. some there are some companies that allow you to do it in other ways. There will have been customers that were doing this already, just for the fact. But in today's world, cost-cutting is a massive issue because we're in an industry that is expensive to be in. Um, it's difficult. It is going to add to store responsibilities, which isn't necessarily a good or bad thing, really. Um, if you're buying your stuff through a big box that may... Sorry, a big, big retailer like your Walmarts and your Kmarts, etc., that's where you may run into some frustrations here because those sort of companies don't always have great experiences. Uh, it depends on your local store. I don't have a local Walmart because I'm in Australia. Um, but you can't hold 
Asmo. I can't blame Asmodi because George Incorporated gave me bad customer service. Um, and I especially can't do that if that experience happened before this policy came into place because it's completely irrelevant to the conversation. I'm only blaming George because obviously George gives bad customer service. Captain Sox would never do anything nasty like that. Nope. I only give bad customer service to Bruce's. See? He, he always blames the poor innocent victims. But yeah, look, as I said, it's a talking point. I brought this up because there were a lot of people that didn't get introduced to this news in a way that it was actually discussed properly. Um, and didn't read the full. Some people will have. No, uh, didn't read. The some people pages. don't click links. Um, it is what it is. But the policy's still there. You can still get it. Uh, it means you're going to have to wait for a little while. But you had to do that already. Um, my main advice coming out of this would be, if you're buying games, buy it from the store that you get good customer service from. If you have a store that you go to that it's cheap, but you don't go there to play games because they treat you poorly, don't buy your stuff there. I mean, I have stores around here that are like that, and I don't go to them, and that's my choice. Um, but if there's a store that's treating you badly, don't give them your money because you're making it easy for them to do that. I think that's it for the news, though. So some of this, then? So what have you been up to while you wasn't rebuilding doors? Um, couple of things. Um, little uh, Games Workshop game. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Blood Blood Ball. I assume that was you. Yeah. So uh, I I picked up a, a set of the Dwarf Giants. You know, no big no big deal. <laughs> I would be impressed, but it's the wrong sort of dwarves. Mm, well, so someone in the in the league is playing Chaos Dwarves. Um, we're not going to go any further on. Yeah, we're not going to go any further to that due to uh, certain conversations that have been had in the last few weeks about um, uh, certain companies and uh, intellectual properties and stuff like that and certain devices, which you will uh, talk about here in a few minutes. So, But um, <clears throat> it, it's kind of interesting because I'm one of those people where, you know, the armor should be fitting uh, to, to the game and to the environment. So, like, my Space Wolves, they're not the this sissy light blue color. No, they're, they're a gray that looks dirty and, and dingy because they're fighting a war, um, you know, Everything else, you know, it's like they're they're gonna have that little bit of grime to it because they're 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 doing their thing. Now these guys are playing fantasy fantasy football, you know, they're gonna have a bright colored uniforms and stuff. So um yeah. I'm just gonna quickly turn around and say thank you because you gave me a wonderful idea that I had Oh, did I now? Yes, I'll come back to that in a minute. Okay. Well, and then uh another thing, um I'd seen them floating around and it's something I've always wanted to try as far as uh, upping, you know, the paint game because that's that's one thing we do is, you know, we try to get better and, you know, paint better and, and make our stuff look better. Uh, I picked up the Army Painter Wet Palette Kit. Nice. I've heard good things about that. Well, 
so I got it and I haven't used it, but I did set it up. Um, and this is a week ago I got it. And I, I just opened it up today. And guess what? It's still wet. That is generally how they work. Right. So a lot of people, when they make these, they use like a, a, a Tupperware container or something like that that has like a snapshot, snapshot lid, you know, that, you know, seals. No, this is just a couple pieces, uh, three pieces of plastic. Ah, and I'm leaking water everywhere on me now. Um, it's three pieces of plastic with an elastic band to hold everything shut. And that's it. And it stayed, it's, it's stayed moist. Yeah. The best ones in the industry will do that. Um, it's definitely the benefit of buying one aftermarket. Though I understand why people don't, because you can build your own for like a dollar. Why would you spend 40, 30 on it? Uh, because you're lazy and you just want something that works and you don't have to put forth time and effort and energy on, on something else when you're trying to do other things too. Yeah, pretty much. That's why I did it. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, I can't wait to give that a go because, um, like I said, I want to do some some interesting things with the uh, the Dwarf Giants. Um, what One thing I'm, I'm looking at doing is, you know, you do all the painting and stuff like that, and then you put your transfers on, and it all looks pretty and just, <gasps> ooh, right? Well, these guys are playing football, so I'm going to put the transfers on. Then I'm going to do some of the dry brushing to look like there's the wear and tear on the armor and stuff like that and make it look like it's damaging the, the, the logos and stuff as well at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, add a bit of dirt in places and stuff too. Right. I mean, may, maybe like, you know, some parts, you know, are going to get the, the Agrax wash instead of a Nolan oil wash for, you know, you know, it's it, instead of just being dirty, it's 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 dirt dirty. Yeah. Nice. Um, Those models, I have seen those models before. Not yours, obviously. Uh, they are gorgeous models. Um, like Right. I, I want to see the treatment that these got um, for Chaos Worms, though, for sure. So do I. I'm starting to wonder if it'll ever happen, though. Uh, I would hope so, because, I mean, if not, you know, Games Workshop doing it, uh, Forge World doing it, because I looked, and there are so many armies out there. Well, there's so many teams out there available for Blood Bowl right now. So many, even even through, you know, just Games Workshop. I think there's like 12 or 14 teams or something like that. It's, there's a ludicrous amount. Yeah. There is some really nice alternate companies that make them. Uh, you know, the companies that supported the games while Games Workshop wasn't. Um, the only reason I didn't go down that road is because I kind of want some hard plastic ones. I Most of them are metal, and I've made my opinions on metal quite... Yeah. No, I... I will say this though. Um, I did order a couple of the, the special characters like the Death Roller, and... I uh, can't remember the name of the star player off the off the top of my head. But when I trimmed the star player off of his resin sprue, his foot came off, detached from the leg. Yeah. And and sure enough, the leg was hollow. The exterior of the leg was there. All the detail was there. It was just, there was no, there, it was hollow. So, so you know what you know what you have to do? I assume you brought this officially, right? I did, you yes. Did. Okay, so you contact them and they'll send you a replacement. Or you uh, <laughs> pour some super glue into the leg, drop some baking soda, and do this slowly, and then voila, you've uh, filled the leg with a uh, super glue and don't have to wait three hours for it all to dry and reattach the foot, and you can't tell the difference. Yeah, 
But you were still entitled to a new one. I was. I just didn't want to. I couldn't be bothered. I wanted to get it built. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, Bruce, what do you have? I haven't been I doing anything. to go with you first. Um, you can skip me. I haven't been able to get anything done. You lazy bugger. You uh, had three weeks. It's called real life. Says the guy who went to an adult prom. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep using that until I come, come up with something <laughs> Thanks. back. Thanks, George. Oh, I didn't go to any adult proms. I didn't either. Look, I got hobby done. Actually, truth to be told, prom isn't the thing here anyway. I mean, dances are, but not proms. Anyways, over to you, Bruce. Skavens? Yeah, so I've been, I've been doing some more work on my Skaven. Uh, I shared a couple of weeks ago my completed base uh, with the... Uh, oh, I forgot what it's called. The Doom, the Doom, the Doom Wheel. Doom Wheel. Yep. I was going to say Doom Roller, and it's like, no, that's not right. <laughs> uh, I also finished my first Warpfire Cannon t- uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, so basically what I've ended up doing is what I discussed in the last episode. I have a brick slash cobblestone type base with a dirty, filthy, moist mud or something else type thing over it. I'll try to make it look dirty and nasty without it looking like excrement. Um, I think I found Vallejo have the textured paints that you can get for dioramas and stuff. And I got the thick Russian mud one, which is really, really, really dark brown. Um, I'm really happy with how it's coming out so far. Um, I'm probably using more of that. I'm leaving only small bits of the brickwork exposed. So um, it's looking like it's kind of almost covering everything. No, I'm, I'm really happy with how it's turning out so far. I also received... Uh, I well, haven't built while, while you're on that topic, Bruce, real quick, um, yeah, you, you you inspired me with your Doom Wheel that that blue flag that I was just like, ooh, that looks really good. Yeah, look what I just sent you guys in the the chat. That looks nice. Why isn't there any paint on it? Oh, there is paint on it. It's just I know. It's like a smart that, ass. that blue though. <laughs> you you inspired yeah. me with that blue. Also, if you notice too, I've uh, I tried expanding my uh, my airbrushing technique and started doing some. Uh, uh, some quick highlights on it too with a different blue. Yeah, which really, it, if you play around with that more, it, it's it's a really effective way of doing it, especially on minis like this. Um, if you have anything that's too fine, it does start getting a little difficult. But yeah, the airbrush can do some amazing things. So, um, but I, I just want to say that- thank you for that blue because you inspired me with that blue. And as you can see, <laughs> I do what I can, and you're welcome. <laughs> for anybody that hasn't seen the pictures, they are still up on the Facebook feed. Basically, I used a very bright blue. It's actually the same blue that I used on my Captain Americas on the Marvel stuff that you may have noticed. Um, and I, I specifically kept it bright and clean to try and offset how dirty and gungy everything else was going to look. Um, whether it stays that way is another question. I may end up dirtying it up later if I feel that this doesn't work, but that, that's what George is referring to. Um, what else have I been working on? Um, Didn't you? I received something more... Arrived. Yeah, something arrived, yes. There's actually a couple of things that's arrived lately. I've got some more Marvel stuff. I built the truck terrain piece, which is a really easy kit to build. 
like insanely easy to build. Um, not that there's been anybody complaining about that one. People complain about the price, which really surprises me because it's actually quite cheap. It's, well, I mean, I think it's like a $50 kit for you guys. Uh, it's 60 ish for us. Uh, you can build one of two trucks and it's like a decent sized truck. It's the, it's the same sort of prices that you're expecting everybody else to have, but apparently this one's expensive, even though it's the same price as everybody else sells stuff for. Um, I've also got Thor and Valkyrie, Winter Soldier and Vision, Loki and Hela. Loki, of course, being the ultimate good guy in anything that he's part of, because Loki is awesome and you're all just his pawns. Um, I also received a 3D printer, because I actually finally brought a 3D printer. Um, I have actually been using it. Um, I'm going to do a heavier talking point on that a little later once I've had more time with it. Um, I did reach out to the community and kind of ask what sort of things you want me to discuss. Like when it comes to, like, do you want me to discuss about the getting things ready for it or the software that I've used? Um, do you want me to touch more so on the machine itself? Um, almost all of my prints so far have been successful. Uh, I had one last night that didn't work, and I think that's because I played with the settings and kind of mucked it up a little. Uh, I was trying something for the first time, and it just didn't really work. I'm currently in the process of built, of printing off a whole heap of dogs for my friend's Kings of War army because he's building dwarves, and they have these throwing mastiffs, like these rabid dogs that they can throw into the enemy and just tear the enemy apart. Um you can actually get like a little mini that has like a bulldog and he has like a harness with a handle so you can kind of pick him up and throw him. It's kind of cute. <laughs> um, I found some bulldogs. I've got some bull mastiffs that I printed. Um, I got some chihuahuas because I just thought that was hilarious. I'm trying to find a cat. If anybody can find me a cat that looks like it's about to attack somebody, I'd be a very, very happy man because I kind of want to hide it amongst all of the dogs and see if my friend notices, and I can get, see if I can get a laugh out of him. Bruce? But, yep. Fun fact, any 3D model of a cat is a 3D model of a cat that's about to attack because, well, it's a cat. That is true. I mean, all cats are trying to kill you. I mean, you know, all of those cute things that they do, like the pouring on your body before they sit down, that's not testing to make sure that the surface is safe to sit on. That's them checking to see where your vital organs are so that they can slaughter you. That's not my joke. I stole it, but I don't care. Um, no, I just. It's not a joke. <laughs> no, I don't. My friend's doing dwarves. I've been doing my abyssal dwarves for quite some time. I really need to finish them. Um, so now that I have the ability to actually do some dogs at an affordable price, as opposed to buying multiple sets of stuff from Reaper and only using one thing, like I'll buy a thing of. Uh, familiars from Reaper and it cost me 10 bucks but I'm only using one model out of that and there's like five or six of them so yeah that's not happening but now I can print them and it's like literally cents so yay um, I found a 3D image of the Terror Dogs from Ghostbusters which I'm going to put in the right scale and print for my Abyssal Dwarves because you tell me that that's not something that's going to be in an Abyssal Dwarf army. 
Um, I'm going to use the Chihuahuas myself because, again, I just think that's hilarious. Um, and I'm probably going to have at least one cat in there somewhere just because it's funny. I don't know. I might just have one crawled up if I can't find an angry one. I'd like to have one that's going like, like with its backup and everything, but I'll have to see what I find. I haven't found one yet. I also found something. Do either of you remember what giant monster thing I wanted somebody to tell me where to buy from? Oh, um, yes, and I can't um It was... There's a really oh, awesome Transformer remember. in Beast Wars that's named after him. No? No. Can't. I, it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't think. Uh, it's wasp. something from... Oh. It's a wasp. I found a giant wasp that I can print and I have no idea how I'm going to use it yet, but I really want, a bit, I really want a wasp to paint. Um, maybe I thought I'll it was a Stanley or Simpsons thing or something that I was thinking. Oh, no, I do have a Stanley bust. He's actually been printed already. That's actually going to be a terrain piece. No, uh, I, uh, it, it, we were trying to find a mini or something for, and I can't remember what it was. And I, hmm. oh, yeah. I know. So I had found the bust for Stanley, um, which I was going to do as like a memorial to him. That's what I had discussed. I think I do remember you saying why not try to find a mini and have him standing around or something. But yeah, that's been... I mean, I've actually been on night shift. I've pretty much had no life for two weeks. Um, and the only reason that I'm not working today is because I ended up going and complaining about it to get an extra day off. Um, and only just managed to get it. Um, because I was on night shift and I had one day off before I had to go on to afternoons. The problem with that is that I didn't actually finish work until 7 o'clock on my day off, so it wasn't actually a day off at all. Hence the reason I complained about it and got an extra day. But yeah. Ooh, we have nice. new stuff. Faction-specific launch asset tokens or miniatures. I'd seen those and I forgot about it. I haven't seen these at all. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, so um, back to the news. Uh, yeah, b b back on this. <laughs> oh my god, quick. I need all of these. So yeah, these are just the uh, the 3D print cast for now, and then they're going to be looking at to see what how they can get these into production models. But they actually look pretty cool. Uh, I'm liking the PHR ones. I want torpedo. all of these. These are amazing. Right. For those that are wondering why you only have Scourge, PHR, and Chaltari. It's because the ones that we already have are UCM. But honestly, not a lot of people use are already UCM. Yes, I love these. I love yeah. everything about these. Wait, where oh, do you see the? Uh... I want them. I want them. So the first, oh, I first, see what first it picture is. is bombers, and the second picture is torpedoes. But it's one of each of the three other factions that aren't UCM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it now. That Shaltari yeah. torpedo is uh, a massive, and then obviously that Scourge one looks pretty cool because obviously it has the uh, razor worms built into them. Yeah, because damn dirty bug. Yeah, it's because they're awesome. But yeah, if these come into production, I'll definitely be picking up a, a couple of these. Yeah, I will too. I won't actions. be able to resist. Anyway, sorry, I just saw those on the Facebook page because we're about ready to go over some uh, game talk. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure, totally. Sorry, game talk. Talk nerdy to me. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. Thank God. <laughs>
So we got an update this week on the Drop Fleet campaign that's being run up Europe away. I don't remember exactly where the guy's from. I want to say it's in Michelle's area of the world. From yeah, Europe, somewhere right? up in that area, since he's the one that tagged it for us. Yes, Michelle is wonderful. Hi, Michelle. So, me, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so week one, uh, during the first week of the campaign, uh, the Scourge have been woefully unprepared. So, by the sounds of this, I'm thinking nobody's playing Scourge because well, they don't playing... appear in this picture at all. No, that's resistance. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Scourge. Yep, I Resistance can see Scourge is red. Right Scourge is getting the, the crap beat out of them. They've, they've lost the yeah, most they games. Keep, yeah, they've lost more games than everybody else combined. Shaltari haven't lost any games, which doesn't surprise anybody. And for those who look at the total kill, but if you look at the total kill points down below at the very end, they haven't killed the, a lot either. That doesn't really surprise me either. But, but Drop Fleet's not specifically about kill. No, you're right. It's not. But I'm surprised the least, that the UCM's the getting so of, many victory points. Yeah, and Shaltari have little, but yet they're they've got some good wins in there. Yeah. See the according to general consensus, most people would argue that the the weak oh, sorry, that the UCM is the weaker of the factions. Because they're kind of an all round, they're like good at a lot of things, but they don't master anything. They're not they're not specific they're, yeah. It's not like the PHR that are broadsided or the Shaltari that are long range or the Scourge that's get up in your face. I have to agree as a former yeah. UCM player myself. I have to admit, I'm really happy to see that PHR is doing as well as they are. Uh, not just because so that's the I... faction that I push my friend towards, but we have been saying for a while that that was a sleeper faction. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the number of players, it's good to see. I mean, granted, there's a probably small handful of Shaltari, and the other three are evenly spread out other than Resistance, which has nowhere to be seen in this campaign. Yeah. Um, well, what's interesting here is they've if only you look just at it, come out. So, what's interesting if you look here is total draws, total yeah, yeah, been, and then uh, total victory points. Uh, I'd say the PHR and Shaltari it just already look like they're uh, they're they're causing a lot of grief in this uh, campaign. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this continues to unfold. Um. I'm glad to actually see a campaign happening again. It's been a while since I've seen one, for Drop Fleet anyway. Yeah, it has been quite a while. I like the comment about how the Shaltari seem to be biding their time. Of course, we all know that that's not true, um, because Shaltari don't bide their time. They sneak behind you and stab you in the back because they're the true villains of the entire scenario. Are they really, though? I mean... Yes, of course they are. It's their fault. Everything is their fault. You Sure. Well, the scourge are the real victims. They're just running away from something they're scared of. They can't be the villains. Clearly, it's the Shaltari. Okay. That's why they have all of the shenanigans. They're clearly Shalt the villains. shenanigans. See? He's already correcting me. Yep. He's trying to manipulate the situation like the real villain. That he no, because I coined that term. You're damn well going to say it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was more fun to take it out of context. Like most of that section. Um, yeah, look, I'm really happy to see that there's a Drop Fleet campaign going. It's been a while since we've seen one, so I'm glad to see that the game's building and actually attracting people again. Yeah. That's 
have, I, well, obviously Jason hasn't had any games because he's apparently done nothing but sleep over the last three weeks. Have you got any games? No, I, ha- I got a game in. Oh, you did? Yes. You just did a hobby? Was about your game. I just did a hobby. Just I got, I've gotten games in. I just haven't hobbied. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I played a, a game Friday night, uh, two-on-two learning game for our, our Armada, uh, just to build the community that I'm in and just to help players learn it because uh, more players are joining this campaign uh, that I'm in for the Star Wars Legion Armada local area. Uh, but then two weeks ago, I got a Legion game in. Was it two weeks ago? No, it was an Armada game uh, that I got in as well and uh, smoked my opponent. Uh, unfortunately for him, uh, he was not. I was testing out a new ship, the the Onager for the Empire, just to see how it played out because uh, I'm a Rebel player in the campaign, but I wanted to see how the Onager worked just so I could understand its tactics. I mean, you know how to how those games, you want to get good at something that you're going to be facing, play it as well. Uh, so uh, the Onager is actually a great, great ship. Being able to shoot first turn when you're never, ever, hardly ever able to shoot first turn in Star Wars Armada was pretty nice. Uh, just because of the little combo that I gave it, uh, table actually killed all my the opponent's flag sh- or ships on the board. I had all my stuff remaining on the board except for one fighter squadron that he destroyed or something like that. It was it was not a pretty sight for him. So yeah, it's been fun. So at, while playing as the true heroes of the of the story, you got a victory against the evil. I did. I'm glad to hear this. George, have you gotten any games in? Well, yes, I learned to play Blood Bowl. How badly did you learn? Uh, I won uh, against Chaos Dwarves, playing Dwarves. Very well done. I'm guessing because you caged all you, you what? You caged all the way up the field? No, I didn't, actually. But that's the only way to play Dwarves. You're playing Dwarves wrong. No, um, I, I, I played my own... did you just own... kill everything? Um, well, so <laughs> the guy is teaching me, I, I played a, a lot with him. Uh, he, he plays PHR, uh, but you know, game a lot with him. And as you know, when you're, uh, doing your thing, you know, you knock him down. Oh, you knock him down. Okay. Then you roll the armor break. Oh, you break the armor. Then you roll to see if, you know, you've knocked him out or you've flat out murdered him. Uh, on those rolls, so armor break, knock him out, you know, so I rolled, and I kid you not, five boxcars in a row. Like, I'd yeah. roll double sixes to break his armor, then I'd roll to knock him out of the game, roll double sixes, do some other stuff. Oh, armor check, double sixes, double six. Like, he's just like, sir, sir, please, this is a game. <laughs> let me let me weigh your dice. I, they weren't even my dice. They were his <laughs> dice. <laughs> I love when that shit done, that kind of stuff happens where like it all goes so horribly wrong and you can't blame the dice because they're your own dice. Not that it ever goes that way for me. For me, it's always the other way. Yeah. I was going to say, you still rolling the ones down there, Bruce. That's all I ever roll. Isn't it? <laughs> the only time I roll a six is if I'm doing like a, well, actually I don't play 40 K anymore, but the only time I ever rolled sixes is where I was doing leadership tests. And then that was a f- because everything. I might have to finally give in and buy some third-party Chaos Dwarves. I will resist for now. Hmm. 
Yeah, no, um, I'm tired. <laughs> We're tired of you two. Yeah, let's get that going. Get what going? What what going? What? Upcoming events. There you go. We need to do a bumper for that. Or we just keep doing that because now it's a thing. Upcoming events. I don't know. I was trying to sound <laughs> like the robot voice. <laughs> okay. First thing I'm going to mention is actually coming up this Friday. So, George, I'm looking at you to hopefully get this up before then. Monday, Tuesday. Friday. Well, I'm hoping that you can get it up before Friday, please. Fingers crossed. Um, oh, wait. It's not Monday for you. Never mind. <laughs> Date lines are confusing. This Friday at the House of War, um, the Drop Fleet and Drop Zone Commander communities are meeting. Adrian and I, which is your local TT agents, are running demos that night. Other players are also coming to join in and have games. So you should come along. You should have a demo. And you should watch me roll really horrible rolls and then beat me up for being terrible at playing drop flat. Um, I will be bringing my Scourge and my UCM. This will be the first time my OC UCM have seen anything for a while, actually. They've been sitting there in a box and being all quiet and patient, I guess. Um, plan will be hopefully the people in the demos will want to go with the UCM because they're kind of a little easier to learn to play the game with. Uh, they're a little bit more straightforward. Um, and yeah, so I'll be running the demo with the way that TT Combat suggests that you do. Um, I will be concentrating on Drop Fleet because I don't know Zone well enough. Adrian will be concentrating probably a bit more heavily on Drop Zone. But otherwise, please come along. We want numbers. Come to the House of War. Speaking of which, Alan, I miss you. Love you. That's my, that's my friend that doesn't work there anymore. Um, have I lost everybody? Nope. I no, we're still here. Uh, you were doing such a great job of talking. Rambling about. on. Go, yeah. <laughs> PAX X is still yep. coming up. I've mentioned this before. March 14th. It's a free event at the Outlook Community Center in Pakenham. Uh, this is something else that's in Victoria, Australia. Uh, if you're going to be here, come along. Come and see the Bruce demo stuff and lose to everybody because he sucks at everything he does. Um it's a free event. There's board games, tabletop games, role-playing games. Uh, get involved. Learn some stuff. Get your kids involved. Bring everybody along. And that's it for my particular events. Oh, PAX Australia has dates. It's October 9th till October 11th. I will be there. And I'll probably be spending the entire, di entire time doing demos this time. Unlike every other year where I've been able to just go around and be myself. But I will be there. Like always. Gen Con still going on uh, about five months away here, roughly. So uh, I'm going. Uh, I got my hotel. So uh, George, are you going to come with me or is he going to? Uh, the way things are looking uh, tentatively, uh, probably absolutely not. Uh, lots of stuff going on in real life. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so um, if I start I... swimming now, you might make it in I'll... time there, Bruce. I'll die probably a few days before the event when I hyperventilate and freeze to death. I, I was going to say, if you start swimming now, you'll be dead in 12 hours. Yeah, so I should start swimming closer to then. I don't know. I wonder how long it would actually take you to swim there, if that was actually possible, which obviously... Oh, I 
I don't even want to do the math on that. I don't even know how. I don't think distance swimmers can even remote. I mean, what didn't someone do the English Channel once or twice kind of thing? It's been done a few times now, but yeah, that was that's a massive stretch. Anyway, there's been several people that's died doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward um, to going to it. Uh, yeah, sure. definitely can. Second time, try and get some uh, interviews in for whatever you guys want me to, to grab for. Yeah, there, so we'll have to... I'll definitely be keen to get some words with the TT Combat guys. And I'm definitely going to try and push you towards the Atomic Mass Games guys. Yeah, I was planning on hitting TT Combat up, uh, Fantasy Flight, uh, and Atomic Mass, and and whatever else. So, yeah, we've got plenty of time to organize for that. Yep, um, exactly. I might try to do something similar to that for PAX Australia this year. This is the one later in the year, not PAX X. I don't know why the names are so similar. I didn't name them. Um try to organize i don't know i need to figure out a way of doing a microphone through my phone or something something to get some decent audio we will see what happens but otherwise thank you all for joining us uh you can find us on facebook.com slash getting tabled you can follow us on twitter at getting tabled the website is getting tabled.weebly.com that's w-e-e-b-l-y uh, Patreon exists, patreon.com slash getting tabled. But at the moment, that's when to actually sit down, guys, and actually work out what we want to do with that and not just keep on talking about how we need to sit down and talk about how we're going to do that. Agreed. So right. Maybe <laughs> if we can set a deadline to maybe make these decisions before next recording, our next episode, depending on whether we're recording this weekend or next weekend. Yeah, um, we will just. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Stream, because otherwise we will just keep on talking about it. Either of you guys have anything else you want to make? No, it's been fun. Uh, great. Uh, again, if you guys have any questions for us, email us, post us on our, our Facebook, Twitter, whatnot. Like I said, we have game-specific chat request uh, channels. So if you got for our Discord uh, that you guys can drop uh, invites for. So uh, if you have anything for that. We can add you to those chat rooms as well, so you can ask us directly through there as well. Actually, that's a good point. We need to start getting people on our um, Discord. Yeah, um, I just realised I forgot something in hobby. What'd you forget? Okay, a few months ago, I backed a Kickstarter for third-party conversion bits for Skaven. George will remember. Oh, I this. remember I that. Think yes, you yep. were away, Captain. Um, I received those in the mail about two weeks ago. The metal parts are amazingly gorgeous. The only reason I haven't built anything yet is because my storm vermin I needed for it only arrived yesterday. So why did they arrive on a Sunday? Well, they arrived a few days earlier than that, but I was on night shift and didn't have a chance to pick them up. But over the next few days, I will be able to show you guys some pictures of what these parts actually look like once they're built and completed. And hopefully in the next coming days, we will be start finding out more information on what's coming next. I can tell you that it's either going to be conversion parts for either Mulder or Eshin. Uh, Lee, which is the guy I mentioned earlier, is currently putting feelers out to find out what people want to see first. 
So for the Skaven players out there, if you have requests, it's time to start reaching out to BattleBits. Otherwise, that's me done. Play more games. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org. Yokai? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's been a long time since we used that. Oh yeah. <laughs>